Hi, my name is Adam Mikkelsen. Uh, I'm from the Rich and Pig Company, and I'm with SoFlow Vegan. Hey, everybody, this is Sean Russell, host of the SoFlow Vegans podcast and founder of SoFlow Vegans. We are a community who are focused on making South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. So the, we do this through podcasts, through videos, through articles, live events, and so much more. So check us out at SoFlowVegans.com. On this podcast, we had the opportunity to connect with Adam Mickelson, co-founder of the Raging Pig Company. And the Raging Pig Company, they create vegan bacon seasoning and work with sanctuaries from across the country. So check it out on this episode as well as a spotlight at the end. Yeah, so uh, I'm the co-founder of plant-based bacon startup, Raging Pig. Um, and our mission is to basically merge the power of bacon being one of the most like engaging products in the in the food sector with pop culture and activism and basically using bacon as a flavor or a product to help drive the the plant-based revolution that we believe was needed years ago uh, so basically using a commercial product to inspire educate and convert people uh, to make them realize that they don't really need to eat meat, but it's more of the the flavor and our upbringing that kind of tells us, you know, what we should should like. So yeah. What is it specifically that you think it's about bacon that that really gets people, you know, so deeply locked in to not try plant based or to to go vegan? Yeah, I mean, I think bacon as a product, and if you think about bacon, what it gives you or, or what it adds to to a meal is the kind of salty, smoky flavor. I mean, so, so it's a flavor that, you know, that we kind of crave, but bacon as a product that has also been, or be, I mean, it's been a part of like pop culture. There's like people tattooing bacon. There's like numerous merchandise with bacon. So it's become more like a symbol, I would say, which is when you think about it, you know, the, the marketing and the lobbying from, you know, the, the old dinosaur corporations, they've been very successful overall within the meat industry to kind of, you know, hide the facts or, you know, to, to not, uh, for people not to, to think about before they eat it, that it actually comes from bacon. In, in the case of bacon, it comes from a, from a life-loving, piglet uh but with marketing and kind of branding of meat and being a part of pop culture in several ways i think that you know to kind of reconnect to to animals and kind of educate or you know make people think that you know do you really need to kill a pig to get this flavor or is it just the flavor and not the fact that it's from a dead pig that you that you like um so that's kind of what we want to you know, re-educate people about that. You know, if you look at pigs, they're, you know, they're smarter than an average three-year-old baby and they're way smarter than dogs. I have my little dog right here and, you know, imagining to eat her would just be 
you know, I could never imagine doing that. And I think that kind of gap, it's not about facts, but it's about, you know, I would say in my case, it was the upbringing, you know, a combination of marketing and doing as we, we've always been doing. Uh, so I think in our case, I think that bacon is a pretty good like metaphor. I mean, if we can convert people to, to start eating plant-based bacon, I think, you know, uh, that's a good starting point to also inspire people to try more plant-based, I think. So what got you on your journey to be plant-based, to be vegan? Like, what was it for you that made it, you know, checked all those boxes for you? I started off as a, like a, you know, uh, cutting out meat and, you know, eating less meat, flexitarian, fishitarian, and all of that. But when I, you know, decided to convert, that was like only two and a half years ago. I've, you know, before I converted, I... You know, I watched all the documentaries, I had all of the facts, and I knew, you know, I could connect the meat to the actual animal. And I thought it was insane that I could still eat, you know, beef or pork or whatever. But it wasn't until it got like, I would say, I mean, I, I still feel, you know, a bit ashamed to saying it, but it wasn't until enough of my friends, you know, it, it wasn't until it became cool in Sweden to not eat meat, you know, in my network, it became, you know, you became the odd one out if you, if you still ate meat. Uh, so I think for us, you know, with our society and late state capitalism and our, you know, our will to kind of be a part of something, being a part of a community, I think that what a lot of brands and vegan activist might be missing is that you know the last part to to kind of make plant-based go more you know broader not only the like the vegans of today but to to kind of get more people to to go plant-based i think that what's missing in my according to me is the kind of last part like the coolness or in the lack of a better word word to kind of make it cool to be for example inspired by the fashion industry if we look marketing wise and branding wise they're pretty good at you know deciding what's cool and what's not cool not necessarily like cool in the sense that it's the latest fashion but the kind of i guess human psychology part of it that you're gonna feel a bit strange for choosing meat and that's what the meat lobbying lobbies and has been very good at you know to to you know make sausages that looks like something else and you know to make meat products that you don't really connect to to meat uh, so i think that's what we're trying to do with our background in pr and marketing and branding i think that with rich and pig we're trying to to add that last layer into inspire people to go vegan by kind of becoming a cool part of pop culture because um, it's the same thing with the environmental problem in my according to me that we have all of the facts you know we know that we're kind of pretty fucked from a lot of standpoints but we're still acting 
another way. And I think in the end, that's because, you know, your friends are doing it or, or marketing or, or companies telling you that it's okay, that you should, you know, go on a weekend to New York or whatever, but we know the facts, but as long as you don't get like the change into the kind of, once again, the, the coolness, I think that's something that's needed, uh, even if you like it or not, but to kind of reach a broader crowd, I think. And I, and I, in hearing what you're saying and a lot of what a lot of people, other people are doing as well, one of the big things that comes up for me is just the role of community, what that plays, plays into. And you kind of touched on that with what you just said. It's like, you could hear it from, you know, a blog or a podcast like this, or you could, you know, you know, there's so many different things that you can hear it from, but it's like, it's not until that first step of you starting here, your inner circle start to bring it up and it kind of just steps into your day-to-day life that you then have to make that decision of like, all right, am I going to just shift and go with where this community, where my close-knit community is going, or am I going to find a whole nother community? And I feel like that right there is the core of how we get to, you know, expose this lifestyle to as many people as possible. Because once you have a person making that decision, which is essentially what everyone that is deciding to go vegan is doing. They're saying, am I, do I, am I passionate enough about this lifestyle, about this change to find a new group of people to associate with? Because this is, you know, this is a part of your every, you know, everyday life. It's not like once a meal or something like that, if you're truly going vegan. So I think it's really cool that you're focusing on the lifestyle element of it so let's go a little bit more into the brand itself tell us about you know tell us about it like if you haven't seen the website or the social medias what is um, raging pig yeah so <clears throat> once again what we what we try to do is to you know create an authentic brand that you know that people can relate to no matter if you're already a vegan or if you you know, are somewhat curious to go more plant-based or if you're today, if you're a meat lover, but what we want to do is to kind of create scenarios or PR initiatives, if you will, that will kind of let the end user uh, get the feeling of like, hey, what am I doing? And not saying like, this is how it is. But for example, we have uh, an upcoming campaign in a couple of weeks where we've created a uh, hypnosis it's basically like a guided meditation it's called get off meat hypnosis it will launch in about two weeks uh so it's like a guided meditation that will help you to you know find your inner motivation to get off meat to to reconnect to animals and find you know <clears throat> your inner motivation so we we're gonna apart from our products we we are in partnership with you know leading food tech companies so and working with chefs and all of that but our layer that we were adding to the plant-based industry is to kind of you know connect to the consumer of tomorrow like to to talk to them and to inspire them in the channels where where they listen um so yeah, I mean, in the end, to become a part of, once again, I would say we're mostly inspired by 
you know, the, the fashion industry, because if we look at fashion, like who decides if jeans are cool or not, or, or if a hat is cool or not? I mean, the fashion industry has to become a part of pop culture because their products is, you know, it's nothing in the end that, you know, beyond uh, lifestyle. And I think the food and beverage industry uh, historically has been run by, <clears throat> you know, very few big corporations and you bought your food in a, in a, you know, in a big store and, you know, you go there and you buy your food. So they, they haven't had any like reason to, to connect the things that we eat to, you know, a lifestyle or a change or activism. Because uh, it's been run by, you know, very few companies having having all of the power. So I think that's an interesting opening as well for for plant based brands to to kind of uh, inspire people with the things that they they eat. Uh, and in the end, I think the reason why we decided to to focus on Rage and Pig and not keep doing client works as an advertising agency is that we were a bit, I would say a bit disappointed on, you know, the, the plant-based food industry that we saw that it's a huge opportunity to kind of add that layer into the food industry. Yet we see a lot of brands acting like kind of old meat companies because they, they're very concerned to, to get into retail and, you know, to, to reach people. But I do think that the consumer of tomorrow, like the younger generation will still drive the, the uh, conversion towards plant-based. Uh, and if you look at, for example, the oat, oat milk company Oatly, which is from our town as well, uh, that's a pretty good example of how the branding branding part of it can make a huge difference. I mean, their kind of uh, success is basically based on that the younger generation can kind of relate to the brand and it's spread, you know, from underneath until, you know, my 89 year old grandma is now buying Oatly, but she doesn't really know why, but she, she's just doing it because she kind of heard about it and it's better and, and stuff like that. So I think um yeah i think it should be i mean we're not that delusional that we with no specific you know food industry background will will get all the customers ourselves but what we're focusing on is to kind of do like a lot of initiatives that will hopefully inspire other brands and bigger brands to to realize that uh, food products is a super good communication platform for change. Uh, so that's what we're hoping for, I would say. And then speaking specifically to the product, what it's like if people just are listening to this as a segment on the podcast and they're not familiar with what you do, what is the actual product? Yeah, so, so we just launched our first product range, which is uh, vegan bacon seasoning. Um, so it's, uh, it's a seasoning with the, uh, plant-based seasoning with, you know, that tastes like bacon, uh, that allows you to baconify 
anything you want in a matter of seconds. So you can use it as, you know, for sauces, for stews, for French fries, but you can also make your own plant-based bacon with tofu or rice paper or, you know, whatever plant-based meat that you prefer. Uh, but our end goal from a product perspective, we're currently developing uh, a friable vegan bacon and all things bacon, vegan bacon jerky, vegan bacon bits, but our, like our flagship product is of course, like a real bacon that just happens to be uh, plant-based, but that would give you the, the, you know, the exact same structure and taste and flavor um, so that, you know, bacon without us, without any sacrifice. And when we, when we originally connected, you um, were telling us about uh, an interesting project that you're doing with the, the sanctuary, I believe. Um, yeah. Do you want to go a little bit into that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've, we've partnered up with a place called Shelter Farm Sanctuary uh, in Florida. Um, and in the future, we're hoping to partner up with as many, you know, sanctuaries as possible. Um, so what we would do is to, um, you know, our profit from Rich and Pig, we will give to a number of sanctuaries to, to, in order to, to save pigs and support, uh, pigs that has been, uh, saved from, from slaughtering. Uh, so our vision is to be able to build out like a, like a pig haven, uh, where we, you know, intend to save as many pigs as possible. Uh, so to kind of connect that into food product as well, which once again, if you look at the fashion industry with, you know, Tom's one for one and, and all of that, I think it's, you know, the food industry hasn't really done much to, to, you know, to actually change things and actually connected into to charity and you know hopefully the the world is <laughs> is ready for for that as well to kind of connect charity with commercial products and of course one problem for bigger companies is you know the whole greenwashing woke washing feminism washing and, and all of that so we we really want to build that in uh from the beginning and you know kind of get to know our community and our customers and, you know, connect with, with people with the same vision. Uh, cause in the end we're just, you know, vegans that happens to be what we believe pretty good in branding and marketing, but we, we will never, you know, try to be like a big corporation or doing it for, you know, for that sense. But our, our main mission is to, you know, save as many pigs as possible because they're amazing animals and, you know, providing and inspire people that, you know, you can cook and you can eat super delicious things today, even if you're vegan. Uh, it's just the, you know, society lobbies and upbringing that is kind of have tricked you into loving, for example, bacon I mean, in the end, it's the flavor. It's not the fact, like any meat product, if you eat it without any seasoning or anything, uh, I mean, I'm surprised if someone could like honestly say that this is delicious. It's like, it just tastes like, 
nothing. I mean, it's just the texture and the stuff that we learned. So I think it's, but then you have to be, you know, smart in the sense that, because that's another problem that I see sometimes, at least like the vegan community in Sweden, I don't know, I guess in the US people in general, perhaps is talking more about like plant-based diet and some people will still eat fish and maybe eat meat sometimes, but vegan, the vegan community in Sweden, and I guess in a lot of countries are still a bit elitistic. Uh, and I guess, you know, with any new trends, it starts off with being quite elitistic. It's like a new, you know, uh, but I think it's slowly, I think we can speed up the process to kind of let, let everyone in on it. Um, so I think it's an exciting journey to see that, you know, if you're not all in vegan, because that's a debate that I'm having in my head as well. For example, when there was a huge burger chain in Sweden that launched a plant-based menu, uh, a pretty good plant-based like vegan menu, like 10 different items. And someone shared it at, at a vegan Facebook group. And it was really mixed between like, oh, that's great. Now, you know, the 60-year-old dad might uh, try out the vegan burger while 50% were still like, yeah, but they're still murderers, they're still selling meat. So I think that's also for me like a problem because, uh, you know, is it better if, you know, all, you know, 60 year old dads, if being stereotypic, would choose vegan meals two times a week or if we get you know, more vegans that are all in vegans, but I think to, to kind of, uh, you know, on a global scale, I'm still, uh, I still don't know, but I think in the end to, to inspire as many people as possible will be the next step of veganism, uh, to kind of let, let people in without doing a sacrifice or without them feeling that it's like, oh, I'm just doing this for my son or my daughter because he's bugging me about it. But to actually realize, you know, the whole inner motivation that I think it's uh, harder to get when when you see the vegan community as, you know, the, the weird punk rockers that just hate everything with society. And I think that's a, that's a hard balance, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely like to look at veganism or the vegan lifestyle or people who are vegan uh, we're, we're there's so many different types of people in this community you know you have people yeah. who've been vocal activists for decades who are now at a point in their life where they're actor they're doing their activism in a different way that's not visual that's not so i mean i think it's like as we continue to grow as a community you know we get to put a spotlight on those different types of people within our community and showcase it and not come And a big part for me with everything that that I do specifically is, you know, grounding myself in the idea of compassion, you know, listening mm. from understanding, but at the same time, being a stand for what I believe in. The thing mm. one without mm. the other, you know, is a recipe for complacency. So, yeah, um, in, but having conversations like this is important. I appreciate it because it shows that we're looking at this, you know, challenge that we're all facing. You know, I say all as humanity. We're looking at it from different lenses. Looking, at, we're tackling it from different sides, and I feel that's important as well. Because if we all just put our eggs in one basket, 
know, <laughs> I'm like think of another type of phrase I could say. <laughs> but if we're if we're all doing the same thing, then we're missing out on opportunities to test other theories with the equal amount of time and effort. So I applaud yeah. you for what you're doing, and I look forward to seeing, you know, what um, develops over the next couple of months, especially with you reaching out to these sanctuaries and, you know getting that as a part of your mission on the, in the beginning, rather than like you mentioned, you know, seeing something's trending and, and then, you know, adding it to this quarter's, you know, mission or what have you. Although that does help. It does help raise awareness. Um, it's, it's, it's refreshing to see organizations, you know, who are making it a part of their preamble. So thank you for yeah. that. And um, I want to close on this, and then I'll give you an opportunity to say maybe something that we didn't touch on at the very end. We're out here in South Florida, we're listening to this right now. People are excited. You know, maybe they're excited about being able to have things you know taste like bacon, or maybe they have a family member that's said multiple times, "The only thing reason I'm not vegan is because I can't get my bacon." Where can they get? this product and of course obviously everybody else in the world as well but i want to make sure we we address south florida yeah for sure uh so so right now we're we're launched on on kickstarter so you can pre-order by going to kickstarter or more yeah i mean basically you can go to rachandpig.co rachandpig.co and it will take you to the pre-order campaign and after that we will go into e-commerce and our vegan bacon is a couple of months away from launching, but we will be sure to to take that to the US as soon as possible. But it will probably start in Sweden, but all of our e-commerce compatible bacon products will be available very soon. Uh, is there anything that you want to relay to our community? Maybe something we didn't touch on? Maybe says something from the heart that you just want everyone to know as your final final words. I mean, I think um, I'm very excited about you know the future of the of the community, and I'm very impressed about everything that you're doing. I mean, you know, spreading knowledge and and talking to people with different angles, and I do think that you know, as long as we believe in it, uh, and you know everyone is doing whatever they they can both in like private conversations and inspiration and education i think uh you know you have to be optimistic and i believe we're definitely in the in the right direction uh some yeah i'm just excited to see how far we and you know the community can can take it how fast we can make more people realize that it's just a made up thing by you know corporate corporations that i don't know it's just you know <laughs> strange uh, and i think that more people going to continue to realize that so spotlight commencing in five four three two one diego we are in donuts and more we have several vegan options for you all our, all our vegan donuts are square. We have poppy seed glazed donut, almond with chocolate, chocolate and raspberry with peanuts, sprinkles, toasted coconut, 
regular coconut. Coming also, we have Bavarian cream, Chantilly cream, that we're going to have it flavored with passion fruit, mango, and some other fillings that we are making for you. We have brioche bread. Everything is made in-house. We had some croissants also. We started yesterday developing the recipe for that. They came out and they were all gone by 20 minutes after we opened. We made some uh, broccoli and cheese quiche and we are making some empanadas also. So we have several varieties of vegan options over here. Uh, it was a crazy thing I had in my mind. Uh, it was a Sunday 2 p.m. and I was talking to my wife and I said, I want to start the donut thing. What? I want to try the ones in New York. And she goes, it's too far away. No, let's go driving. So following day, 11 a.m., we got into my wife's SUV with the kids and we drove all the way to New York, trying all the donuts all the way to New York and then coming all the way around. New York, Savannah, North Carolina, South Carolina, Philly, all donuts around. That way we were able to know how and what flavors are around and the differences in between taste and texture in all the donuts. It was really a nice, nice thing to do. And we came with this little cute shop and we are trying to develop it to the way that we can reproduce it. We are going to be opening also in Miami Beach, 67 and Collins, and doing some pop-ups in Aventura. And I want to thank Adam Mickelson, co-founder of The Raging Pig, as well as the team at Pink Donuts and More here in Oakland Park, South Florida, for being on the show. And if you want to get involved with SoFlow Vegans, even if you don't live down here in South Florida, the best way to do it is to go to SoFlowVegans.com support. And because this is a podcast, make sure you leave a review. Rate us if you like this episode. If you didn't like this episode, you know there's other things you can be doing. You know, I won't be, I won't be mad at you. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, SoFlow Vegans, we're on a mission to make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. And this podcast is just one of the ways that we're doing that. We're creating a platform to showcase the businesses and the organizations that are here in South Florida and pairing it with conversations with people from all around the globe that are advocating for the vegan lifestyle so if you like this podcast let us know your words really mean a lot to us so contact at soflowvegans.com let us know what you think and then letting you know a little bit about what we have coming up if you come to the south florida area on july 17th of 2021 dating this podcast and i don't care you will be able to come to the first 100 vegan night market here in south florida we have a lunch event signing up sponsors so we are excited about that and you can go to vegnightout.com to check that out for yourself and we have some more things in the works that we're excited about for example seed seafood and wine it has officially announced they're coming back november 3rd to the 7th so make sure you check them out for more information one of our partners for veg night out as well as more stuff to come so go to soflowvegans.com slash podcast listen to all of our other podcast episodes we have a season of great guests coming up so make sure you check that out and we'll see you next time